Hey, what's up everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We are back with episode 11 of Cat4 Questions. We're gonna be talking about maintaining gains. We're gonna be talking about where to place the VO2 max workouts in your calendar, some two by 25 intervals in relation to your FTP. And the last one is about alternating high volume and low volume um, based on this guy's schedule. So question number one, I've been riding and racing for almost 30 years, so any gains I get are gonna be tough. I disagree with that. But I managed to go from 280 to 289 watts, about 3.3 watts per kg in the last three week plus one week recovery block. Short power build, low volume, supplemented with zone two rides to give me TSS in about 500 points during the work week. I'm looking forward to busting on another three work week and a one recovery week block and testing again. I'm a time trialist, but short power build seemed to move my needle, whereas sustained power just makes me tired and cranky. So how do we keep these gains? Where do you go after a build when you don't know when your big races are coming? So number one, just because you've been riding and racing for 30 years, anyone trying to make gains is gonna to be tough. You know, yes, newer cyclists make gains faster simply because they get fit and you're able to make huge gains from just consistent training. Um, but the thing is, people that have been riding and racing for 30 years, 30 years ago, the training techniques were nowhere near where they were today. 10 years ago, they were nowhere near where they were today. Um, three years ago, we've tweaked and changed things a lot. So. I've only been riding and racing for 12 years now, I wanna say, um, seriously, and maybe 10 years of like 10,000 10, miles about each year, I wanna say, yeah, maybe less, a couple less than that. So you can still make gains. I wouldn't go in with that mentality. Um, 10 watt bump in a month, that's great. And he's gonna go back and do some more work. So where do we go? How do we keep these gains? Well, the one thing that people seem to want to gravitate towards, right? Is you make gains in one thing and it worked for a block, so you're gonna do it again, and you're gonna do it again, and you're gonna do it again until you plateau and you're just not having fun with training. So I wouldn't do that. What he's talking about, he looks like he's doing the FTP work and trying to bump up his threshold. So even if you don't have big races coming, what I would do is go into something harder do a VO2 max block, raise your aerobic ceiling so that when you go back to FTP stuff, number one, mentally, FTP work is easier after VO2 max block. Number two, you've now pushed out your aerobic ceiling. You're gonna be able to see some higher wattages for the same duration. But another thing that you could do is if you're stuck on doing a VO, uh, an FTP block, excuse me, and you wanna do another one, don't do the same durations. And look at FTP work you know, what F, what uh, WKO refers to, there's the intensive aerobic portion, which is so important in American cycling. Like you heard Grant Koontz in the podcast, he had made the comment, three to 10 minute efforts is American bike racing. Go and look at what you've done for 10 minutes and try and beat that 10 minute effort, or maybe 12 minutes or 15 minutes. Take something sub 20 minute, like the 20 minute test has us all fixated around that. And then everything in the past years has been like, go longer and I preach go longer, but everyone's kind of forgetting to also go shorter. Hit those eight to 12 minute max efforts. Test your capacity. Like there's a ton of different ways to work FTP threshold type stuff without just banging out 20 or 25 minute intervals, which are good. 
but don't do the same thing over and over again. So my first recommendation, go do a VO2 max block and come back and do FTP. Even if there's no races, you can still um, make gains there and that's gonna leave you better off down the road as a cyclist. But I can't remember when this question came in. Um, at this point of the year, it is October 21st that I'm recording this. I would say that you wanna be going back through your foundation work, your base work, tempo, get in the gym. Um, I think this question might be a couple months old. So anyways, that's question number one. Number two, um, number two, is it okay to do VO2 max the day after a long ride or the day before? Or should I space them out as much as possible? So personally, I would do the VO2 max before the long ride because the long ride is mostly going to be endurance work unless you're doing some big kitchen sink effort for a massive race and you're a cat one and you're looking to get like a ton of training load in one ride. Usually it is assumed that the long ride is going to be pure endurance. You're trying to stay out of zone one. You're really focusing on aerobic work. It's going to be tiring though. So if you do that first and then go to do VO2 max the next day, I don't, you might not hit as high of a wattage or be able to hold it for as long of a VO2 max effort, therefore not getting as much adaptation as you could as if you did the VO2 max banger, go out and do that on Saturday and then wake up Sunday knowing, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to go super hard today. I can just go out for a four or five, six hour road ride, cruise at a nice endurance pace. It's gonna get tough at about hour three. You're gonna keep pushing and you're gonna nail it and you're gonna have a solid week. So that's, uh, and you know, also think about it too, if you're doing a VO2 max block, let's say, you, if it's a traditionally set up with like Mondays and Fridays off, Tuesday, Thursday is probably gonna be your super hard day. Leave that Wednesday open in the middle to have easy endurance around 65% FTP so you maximize your gains. You really only then have Friday as a recovery day and then you're doing a long ride. So very similar situation, I would do VO2 max first. Question number three. I just started outside training in the last few weeks and today I did a two by 25 minute interval at 240 watts and my FTP is 245. So it's about 95%. Um, should I increase the time of these intervals or maybe do more intervals and increase the intensity? Let me know. So I really like 25 minute intervals. I really like 30 minute intervals. I like 20 minute intervals. Those are good. I really like seeing if athletes can do, you know, the first one at 100% ish, plus or minus, the second one the same. You know, this question though asks like, what are we working? Are we working capacity? Are you just trying to set a new max watts to then set zones? Like, where are we really going with this? Um, the basic way I would re-ask his question is, okay, so there's a duration component. Do I wanna go longer? Should I try and do this for 40 minutes? Yeah, you should. Um, should I try and go harder? Should I try and you know do two by 30 minutes at a higher wattage than 240? Yeah, I think you wanna be doing 105% of 245 for like at least 20 minutes if you can. Um, and then also, you did two by 25 minutes. Let's talk about how much rest did you take in between them? What about lowering the rest interval? And the fourth one that you guys know I love, what about doing that two by 25 if you're a cat one or two? Don't do it in the beginning of the ride. What about adding these on Saturday and doing this um, 
later in the ride. So, you know, go out and ride and get 2,000 kJs in your legs and then attempt them and see where you're going. So there's a lot of ways. The one thing that I would say that you don't want to do, don't go back and do 2 by 25 at 240 watts because you're not going to get any faster from that, right? So change something up. It's really hard for me to give you a recommendation of only that. But also to tie this into the previous question, don't forget, go do 10-minute intervals at 105%. Maybe you can even do them a little bit harder. Really start to push the envelope because I think we, we, we see numbers that are, if it's supposed to be an FTP interval, I shouldn't go over 105%. Well, if you can, you might get an FTP bump that way. Um, it's all related. It's There's no, like, the zones, they blend. It's a big fluid thing so test different durations ride at different durations um sorry that that answer is really just a bunch more questions for you but that's how you really want to think about this what's your goal why are you doing two by 25 and then we can go from there question number four i was wondering if there is any benefit from doing high volume one week and low volume the next this is not by choice, but necessity is my job is very unstable. And some weeks I work a lot and then others I do less. I would love to keep the volume steady, but it's really super random. Am I better off just doing low volume consistently or throwing in some long rides when I have time? Do I lose adaptations if I change the training too much? So, you know, you can only do what you can have time to do. I think the biggest thing here that you want to avoid is just totally bombing the system like on random weeks saying you're doing like eight hours, eight hours, 15 hours, and then you rest. Um, you might just be really crushed. You might get um, then have really poor quality during your next, excuse me, low volume period, which is you really need to have quality sessions since your volume is low. So make the, the bigger weeks within reason. Like, don't go over, I hesitate to give this, I should have done all these calculations beforehand, but I would say 150% of the time of the lowest week. So if you're doing eight hours, don't go over 12 hours. Make them consistent sessions. And you don't have to just be riding endurance during those sessions if we're talking about like during your race period. So, you know, go do an eight hour week where you, that might mean, you know, a two hour ride, an hour ride, an hour ride, and then two two-hour rides, that's eight hours, um, five days during that week. And then the next week when you have more time, you're going to add on four hours somewhere. I would avoid doing a seven-hour ride, but make a couple rides three hours and a two-hour ride. You know what I mean? So just avoid doing too much. When you do that, you're not actually absorbing that training. It's just making you really tired. Your next session is going to suffer. So you're always within a bandwidth of how much you want to do and how much you don't want to do. You know, you can look at it a different way. Like if you're riding 20 hours a week, your rest week is going to be a lot of hours compared to someone else's rest week who's only riding eight hours. So just always remember, it's a sliding scale and we stay within that. Um, the random big rides, they are fun though too. Just it leads, it can leave you with an overuse injury. Your body's just not used to that. So just be careful with that. All right, Cat 4 questions number 11. That's in the books. Thank you. Email me your questions, Brendan at Evoke Bike. Don't forget to check out the blog on Lactigo. Everyone is PRing. That stuff is insane. And I'll talk to you later. See ya.